time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. I'm excited to have Brent Jones joining us on the podcast today. We're going to be talking about appraisal, some changes that are going on in the appraisal world. We all work with appraisals. It's been something that's been around for a long time. But Brent is approaching the appraisal process or aspects of the appraisal a bit differently. And so I wanted to give him some airtime on our podcast and make you, our listeners, aware of it. Now, he's not in all states yet, but we're going to get into that a little bit. But Brent, thank you so much for joining us. David, thanks for having me. I'm going over your background here. You've been a licensed appraiser since 1992. You live in Las Vegas, operate out of Las Vegas. You were with Fannie Mae from 2009 to 2014, and you were a senior analyst for the Western United States. And in 2015, uh, you started R3 Appraisal Company. That gives our listeners a little bit of an introduction, but tell us some more about yourself. And I'd love to hear the story of why you launched R3. I some of my peers would argue I've been doing this a little too long. So let's, let's get, get <laughs> I, I get that, that a lot right too. Away. At 72 years old and 50 years. Yeah, the industry, get that. <laughs> yeah. 32 years ago. What is this guy still doing in business here? Yeah. So it's funny because I actually started for free. I started in the industry working for free for one of my friends that I grew up with in Northern California and his parents were appraisers and the, he interned interning had just started and I went, I said, look, this looks great. I'll come work for free. And so 32 years later, here Thought we are working for free. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not working for free anymore. <laughs> At least it didn't feel that way last year. Let's yeah, put it that yeah. way. You know what? We're just happy to break even those days. But I started this appraisal management company in 2015. I'd left Fannie Mae. I had some grand ideas about creating some software that would take what I learned in working with the collateral underwriter model. And what I figured out very quickly is, you know what, I'm going to go back to be a practicing appraiser. And the best way for me to do that is I'm going to create an AMC that'll give me work. And okay. so that's what is handle the supply side. So exactly. you know, here we are, it's been a hobby. We were in, in one state and then we keep growing and now we're in 10 we have some national clients. And really why we're talking today is when I started with Fannie Mae, my first day I worked with a woman named Rachel Beam Jarris, who's now the head of diversity at Fannie Mae, the ADI project. And she and I remained fast friends. And we talked a lot about the bias and diversity. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go out and try and find a, create a product that actually ensures our lenders and our appraisers for number one, repurchase risk from the agencies, because that's a trend that nobody sees is going away, especially with the cost of scratch and dent market now and getting yep. loans repurchased. And then the other side is we've got an insurance policy where appraisers are being accused of being racially or any kind of bias. And so this insured appraisal product, it's called Balinsure, and we just launched it. We're getting some great response on it, and that's why I'm here to chit-chat about it. It's very exciting, and the concept behind that, explain a little bit more when you say it's an insurance 
expand on that. Give us a little more insight to what's unique about it. Yeah. So there's three different components to it. So we have an insured appraisal product that, and the cost of this just for a lender, it's borne out by the AMC. There's no extra additional cost to the lender, which is important. The second part of it is that the insurance carrier is a national carrier, Hallmark, and they wanted me to create a bias training program that we would have the appraisers go through. And we just started getting the appraisers onboarded. The response to that bias training, it's a 17-minute, concise, you know what, to the point, practical application of how to stay out of the hot water when you're at the property and when you've delivered the report. I'm chuckling when you see our 17 minute training session. Does you that mean you got to see it to long? believe it? That's amazing. Yeah, that well, would be all my intention. Look, I have a shortened attention. You know, span. at eight hour, <laughs> eight hour seat time for continuing education, you know, an appraiser needs to know what the practical reasons yeah. are today's problem. And then the third part of it is that we've got a QC project after that. So when the report is delivered, we have automated underwriting like everybody does, but we also have the reports hand read. And then we get that QC feedback loop as well. So we're really trying to stop this at the butt, if you would, to make sure that these problems don't escalate. Because if you talk to anybody, Peter Christensen is actually one of our legal counseling and did the the legal review and opinion for us. And as he says, look, the whole thing can be stopped right at the time of the borrower complaint. It's all how that reconsideration is handled. It's all how that communication is handled. And so really, we want to make everybody aware, loan officers as well, we have training for them, that we've got the recognition of the problem that could happen if this isn't handled correctly at the beginning, before the involved. Every appraiser has E&O insurance, but I have a feeling that this is different. Could you explain the difference? Yeah. And actually, that was one of the first things that made me come up with this is I called my insurance carrier, both as an AMC and appraiser, and said, am I covered? And then if you read the, the E&O, it's all an exclusionary, that part of the, the mm. policy. And so if you're proven guilty, the E&O, whether it's an AMC or an appraiser, you know what? The E&O cannot cover it. And so what we wanted to do is, yeah, we wanted to create an insured product, number one, for myself as an AMC, but also for the appraisers that do work for me. And then we got a, a kind of a bonus where we're actually able to indemnify the lender against any overvaluation risk where the agencies are saying that the appraiser missed it on the high side. Explain how that works. When you say they miss it on that side, how does it work in a practical transaction? What could a lender expect? So, you know, everybody goes off of the Fannie Mae scoring system, which are called the SSRs, submission summary reports. You got a Fannie Mae, a Freddie Mac score. And if you have a high score, those were nine times out of 10 are going to be sent to some kind of triage at the agencies to be further reviewed. And so if it has an overvaluation flag, then that file will get reviewed. And if it's found to be, I believe the tolerance, and it was back then, 10% higher than what they think it is, they can actually send the loan back to the lender for repurchase. And so then they own, then they've got to take the loan back and figure out what to do with it, whether they're going to hold it, whether they're going to sell it in the scratch and dent market. And then they go back and forth. But so in, in that scenario, 
if that should happen with your appraisers, a part of your AMC, anyone working with you, then what happens? How do you step in? Do they contact you, the AMC? Absolutely. We would handle all the rebuttals. As it relates to the appraisal only, as it relates, if there's other issues, that's on the the Yeah, and then it's compared against a retrospective appraisal, and there are caps on the insurance up to 100000 on each side. But the bottom line is we fully support the lender when that happens. We'll try and get it reversed. But again, if not, then we indemnify them for that loss. Okay, very good. This has got to be at an additional cost to the appraisal. But yet you say you're covering all that. Does that mean you've increased your fees to cover all of this? How are you staying competitive? The cost of the insurance is high today, but we are anticipating that as the risk experience goes down for the insurance company, that it's going to go down. Yeah, we're eating it now, but we've also had appraisers who are willing, because of the insurance, are willing to reduce their fees to be a part of the program. Because right now, appraisers are hungry. They're looking for anything that gives me an advantage to be able to get them work. Based on what we found, the accolades I received, I mean, I was terrified about this video. Putting (laughs) yourself out there to a group of 70,000 appraisers, you never knew what the response was, but I'm so thrilled with the way that everybody has responded to it and the way they've supported it and the way they want to be a part of it. And even now, as we send over these QC feedbacks, there's, oh, I missed that. I didn't, I thought I'd taken that out. Super pleased with the way all of this has transpired. So, That's good. How long have you been doing this with the insurance wrap? Just a couple. We actually, we just started insuring as of April. So we got approved okay. by the- just reason. Just, yeah, just reason. So we've got our, we have 10, 10 lenders already onboarded with it. Everybody likes the price. It's a no-brainer oh, yeah. to yeah. be insured or not to be. It's to, oh, it doesn't cost me any more money. And it takes, especially the smaller mini yeah. C lenders where, you know what, one of these cases can wipe out an entire six months yeah. of earnings. Yeah, that wipe out the company. Yeah, that's absolutely the case. So the costs of the appraisal are relatively the same. Is it slightly more expensive? We work within the lender's guidelines. You know what? Sometimes there's some elasticity where we can charge more. Sometimes there isn't. We we can go in and say, look, we can do it for the same as what you're doing now. But again, obviously, if we're able to pay the appraiser more, then we usually get a better turn time. So it's really threading that needle, if you would. Yeah, it it totally makes sense. What are some of the other benefits to the lenders? Anything that we haven't talked about so far? Just as an appraisal management company, we do some things different. We're a boutique, if you would. We're very hands-on. Being in 10 states, we've, I talked what, what to my states, appraisal. Let's go through those 10 states real fast. Sure. California, Utah, Nevada, Arizona, Colorado, Texas, North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. How'd I do? Good, really good. We'll expand with our clients. You've got to be prudent in terms of any expansion. But the things that we do that are really notable is that the biggest thing for a loan officer, and I'm married to one, so I actually have that going for me as well. When she gets an appraisal that comes in low, uh, (laughs) we fully support. There, there you have it. Nobody cares about I would, anything. I wouldn't that. touch that one with a 10-foot pole. Sorry, honey. Now, thank God I'm not her I'm not her AMC. So yeah, that's good. That's, that's uh, good. Yeah. But the bottom line is we fully support any value issue mediation. Because of my experience being able to talk to agents, I do a lot of continuing education 
the realtors. I do a lot of classes and seminars. And so me talking to a, a realtor about a value issue is incredibly more effective than a loan officer trying to guess why the appraisal came in low. So that kind of high-touch service, myself, my partner, my analyst, we never leave the loan officer unsupported when that at-risk transaction occurs. So yeah. that's where we call it heads up, as a matter of fact, because people would say, hey, thanks for the heads up. We go, okay, perfect. We're doing so. And I've actually been on the phone with sellers, buyers, both agents, and help mediate, get the expectation right. And in this market, every deal is precious. Are you growing at a pretty crazy rapid rate? Are we going to have growth issues? Managing growth is the biggest challenge. It sounds like I know business is down. You know, no, you're, you know what? It's a very easy business to manage from an elasticity standpoint. And there's so many talented people now out there looking for work because everybody had to retrench so yeah. much. Uh, growth will be made. I, that's a great problem. I want that one. <laughs> you want that one. Yeah. It sounds like it would, because I would assume appraisers are going to say, hey, look at that model. There's no one else that has anything like this out there. I want to go to work and get signed up with that AMC. So I'm assuming you're going to be growing and expanding on that note. So are, <clears throat> at what rate will you be adding states, do you think? You know what? We'll go where the clients tell us to go. Okay, good. I'm not going to not start a relationship based on the fact that I can't and yeah. I do have I do have some partnerships with larger AMCs if I need to fill in the gaps. So I've got some solutions, both short term and long term, if this really takes off. I don't think it's an if it'll take off. I think it's just to what degree it's going to take off. And that's well, so, you know what? I hope my phone's going to do I get a phone billboard <laughs> now? <laughs> call Brent. Yeah, call Brent. Yeah, exactly right. What are some of the other solutions you're offering to lenders in conjunction with the Val Insure? The other part of what I do, I'm an appraiser and I'm a marketing guy too. So my goal is to be able to get my loan officer clients as much business as possible using what I know about valuation. So we've actually created social media content. I have a YouTube channel called the R3 AMC Agent University. We All the things that I train to, we have 10 videos up there right now. Again, we're looking at some other tools based on this Fannie Mae modernization, because when people want waivers, they don't necessarily still may want an appraisal. We're going to come in with some debt private desktop products for the agents to be able to give to that borrower to say, all right, look, you want peace of mind, but you don't want to lose your waiver. And so those are the kind of things I just want to keep innovating for my loan officers to try and in compliant format, of course, because we've got to still have draw that line between appraiser and the lender. But there are some ways that we can communicate and help them by education, by social media, by valuation products that we're really trying to help and become a partner with the loan officer as much as we can and still remain compliant and AIR in the right place on that. You do a lot of innovation. The fact that you created an insurance product to wrap the appraisal is very innovative. So this would be a good question to ask you and seeing as you're forward thinking, what do you think about chat GPT and the potential <laughs> artificial intelligence and the impact that it could have on appraisals? It's funny you say that. So I went to do a, I did a realtor seminar in San Francisco and I'm not an expert in the San Francisco market. So I went on to 
chat and I said, tell me about the San Francisco market inventories, the, you know, everything. It gave it all to me. And then I talked to an appraiser there and asked him for the same information. It was completely different. Oh, really? Interesting. So, Got better results out of chat GPT? Yeah, <laughs> Totally was totally a totally different set of numbers. Yeah. I just did an interview yesterday that we're going to be airing. Yeah, I, was, I saw that. And we're going to be looking at that. What should we anticipate moving forward as it comes to the whole AMC appraisal world? What do you think is around? Oh, con consolidation is really yeah. the biggest thing we're seeing. Okay. Everybody, the only way to really grow a larger AMC and move the needle is through acquisition. So we're going to see, much like we see the big banks, we're going to see a real consolidation on the AMC side. There may be a handful of boutiques that are surviving and staying in that niche. But yeah. that's really, I think, the biggest trend is that you've got to be able to scale this. And the only way they can add significant market share is by acquiring existing relationships from another company. Okay, good. Brent, I'm excited to have had you on the podcast and share this information. How can people get a hold of you, your website, and the way they can call you and connect with you personally? Uh, thank you. Yeah, the website is r3amc.com. My cell number, which you can call me directly or text me, is 702-591-7245. And those are really the two best ways. There's a contact form on the AMC. And please feel free to give me a call or text me. And I'd love to chat with you, see how we can how we can help you do more business. Well, we got to give a shout out and mention Dan Strait. He's the one that connected the two of us. Dan is always interested. He's a listener of the podcast and always listening for opportunities. He says, look, and you got to have Brent on. This is really pretty exciting. So I'm glad we did. We got time to connect and do this. Brent, I wish you all the success in the world. Look forward to having you back. Give us a report on how things are progressing and what you're seeing. I got a feeling you're going to be getting very busy after this podcast. Congratulations. Thank you very much, David. Appreciate you. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.